This is Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. My guest this week is legendary Northeast Ohio folk musician Alex Bevan. He's been writing and releasing his original songs for five decades. The Cleveland native joined Shuffle and applause performances for special in-studio performance and interview, which you can watch on the free PBS app. I woke up hard one Ohio morning, had these uh, miles to go and roads to find. Crossing the river down in Marietta when an old friend touched my mind. Alex Bevan has been described as Cleveland's low-tech troubadour, writing about his journey through life with song lyrics. It's like you see the whole world opening up where heaven and earth just met. I got a smile for the driver, a prayer to the sky. I'm looking at the world through the passenger side. Swing, sweet chariot, low and high. I think I will enjoy the ride. I think I will enjoy the ride. I know that currently you live in Lake County in North Madison, but you grew up in East Cleveland. I did. Went to Shaw High School, and you got the folk bug early. When I was probably 15 years old, there was a coffee house within walking distance of our house, and it was uh, called The Well. And on Wednesday night, they had hootenanny nights, and people could uh, go and sing two or three songs. And there was a young woman with just long, long, luxurious brown hair. And I was going, wow, she's got a guitar. And she sang a song written by a guy named Billy Ed Wheeler called Coal Tattoo. It starts out, traveling down this coal town road, road, listen to my rubber tires whine. And by the end of that, I went, I I want a guitar. Uh, because in that song, it gave voice to everything as a teenager I was looking for. It was the agency of speech. It was the uh, opportunity to express emotion in a, a persuasive manner without shouting. That song persuaded me not only to play guitar, but it taught me about unions. It taught me about coal mining. You know, so there was the educational aspect to it. It was it was a real, you know... Bang, katsu, oh my gosh, you're enlightened. This is what you should do with your life. So uh, I walked out of there and um, got a guitar within about three months for my 16th birthday. Honey, let them tangled blues just fade away. Honey, let them tangled blues just fade away. You hear it in the old songs, just like those kindly people say. About how the sun gonna shine on your back door one day. Good morning, little ray of sunshine on my floor. Good morning, little ray of sunshine on my floor. You seem to move so slowly. You went to the University of Akron, but you were living in Kent during the May 4th, 1970 Kent State shootings. I was. That was a pretty profound moment in your life. Yes. After May 4th, I decided that I didn't want to be a student anymore. I uh, drifted down to Nashville for a while, and Nashville is, in, in those days was completely different than now, so I was like a Yankee boy. I was trying to decide how political I wanted to be because the events of May 4th, even though I was not on the Hill, I was in town. Many of my friends were immediately impacted by that. Well, our, our whole nation was. 
if anything, it solidified my hope that with music I could make a difference, you know. And so uh, in, in northern Ohio, at one point I decided instead of Nashville or somewhere else, Colorado for a while, I wanted to be in Ohio. I wanted to be in northern Ohio. Well, Shazam, feeling grand. Guess I'm mostly into town to raise hell all around. I'm going to have a good time. Bet I am out the boogie till I'm blind. I got a quarter dollar wine. I want to get myself primed to run it down the road. In the back. Your 1976 song, Skinny, yeah. made it into rotation at Cleveland Powerhouse WMMS. Can you talk about what a big moment that was for you? <laughs> well, it, it definitely uh, it changed uh, my life around here because it became a summer anthem. Uh, gigs got a little easier, and it also opened up some of the doors to uh, the Agoras, you know, and um, playing either solo or with a trio, it was easy to be the opening act for a rock band because you didn't need a, a lot of stage space. So I was lucky enough to, you know, open up, uh, you know, shows for uh, the Beach Boys at Blossom, uh, Seals and Crofts, uh, the Doobie Brothers down at Miami of Ohio, but prior to that, I had worked on the College Coffee House circuit uh, out of uh, a company in Colorado. And so I was traveling nationally as a bottom rung folky. You know, uh, we'd go in and we'd do little concerts in dorms and then student centers. And so that was like most of my time. But then I'd come home to Cleveland and I'd be the skinny little boy, something larger than life. Second gear down Main Street, roaring into town. Women grabbed children, both the doors shut her down. Peeking out from windows while the men folk pray. They speak in frightened whispers and a weak one's faint. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? A demon in the air, a fire breathing baby eating mother beating bears. Is it murder? Is it rape? Are the Watergate tapes or Steven Spielberg phoning home from outer space? Skinny little boy from Cleveland, Ohio, come to chase your women and drink your beer now. You know, that kind of led you to some of those opportunities, like with SeaWorld and making songs for the Browns. I mean, was that kind of the stepping stone, was was Skinny? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it was, once again, being able to, you know, since I con- always considered myself a songwriter after about 1971, you know, the singer-songwriter term was not invented, so you were just a folky. But I would, I, I was always filling up notebooks. My tummy's growling, but I'm feeling fine. I'm just waiting on the barbecue. The rich folks standing at the end of the line are all dressed up, looking fine. Humor is a big part of your music too. <laughs> so talk about the humor part of, of your of your music. Well, probably started out. Uh, with the songs of uh, uh, Phil Oaks and Tom Paxton, you know, who would comment on things and talking blues, talking Vietnam blues. They're novelty songs, but they also have a grain of truth in them, maybe. Humor has uh, always, always gotten me uh, through tough spots, you know, I mean, because I, I don't go at problems necessarily head on. You know, I'm not good with hammers, but I'm okay with um, crayons and butcher paper, <laughs> you know. So um, I, I guess that's it. I, I just I, I have a, a, an odd perspective of looking at different things that could be painful or need to be looked at or addressed. Uh, and it's it's 
it's it's not anything I invented. It's just something that I, I would see, you know, people who, like Studs Terkel, you know, who was able to, you know, get to the heart of a matter or, you know, uh, in, in the writings of Mark Twain where he was able to make incisive commentary in, in uh, the speech of a young boy on the Mississippi River. How wonderful. A brisket made out of an old brontosaurus. <laughs> I'm just a standard carnivore, so you laid down the sauce. Give me more, more. I gotta smack my lips. Give me the chew. I gotta give me some barbecue. It's plenty for me, plenty for you. Gotta get me some barbecue. Along with humor in your music, there is a common theme of nature, really celebrating Lake Erie, its islands and rivers, and one of your newer songs, Swallowtail Morning, really highlights that. Whistling a tune about a mockingbird And lifting his hat like he's saying hello The old cowboy sings soft and low Swallowtail morning's grapevine afternoon Loving deeds done in the dark of the moon The Big Dipper spins through the brighter of stars And fireflies dance outside the jar My mom used to uh, take me and my three sisters and drive from East Cleveland to Greensburg, Indiana and she would make us all sing in the car together. To this day, if you put me and my sisters together, our vibratos would probably match. Um, but uh, I would go from city boy to country boy, then city boy and country boy over the years. And uh, sometimes I think they put me down in Indiana just to keep me out of trouble. But um, that gave me an appreciation for not only uh, what nature is, but how things are grown. Uh, how food is produced, you know, just getting those atoms of knowledge that connect into molecules of knowledge until finally you have like small uh, organisms of wisdom that say, gosh, we have to take care of this earth better. So maybe that's part of my mission. I don't know. Such a lovely way that it's weaved through your music. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. There's more work to do when the traffic jam's done. In the moment of truth or the instinct of doubt, there's trust in a feeling it might just work out. You come from a background of educators in your family, and I know one of your proudest moments was working in music education at the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Yeah. I was contacted at one point by the Cuyahoga Valley Environmental Education Center. There's a mouthful. (laughs) The CVEEC. And they had a residential camp, and they would take elementary school kids and middle schoolers, and they would give them hands-on learning in uh, ecology. So Uh, I was asked to help develop uh, the University of Biodiversity. It's it's the University of Biodiversity. You might think I'm nutty as a squirrel. It's the University of Biodiversity, but you can call it the world. 
connections, connections. And you can see where that would like branch into all the other sciences and stuff, you know, out of that, yeah. that song. So I was given the dream job of hiking around with kids, making up songs, testing them at lunch and dinner. It was fabulous. That's, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah. How incredible. I was told that uh, some of the songs are still being used, all the rivers run and the Cuyahoga chant. I mean, you've just done so much in your career. I know on the side, like, you've had a, you've made bread. <laughs> you've been making pickles as a side oh, hustle, too. We did. We do. We did that. Yeah, that once again, that was my wife's idea. And it was like uh, we made bread and butter pickles, and we started selling them at farm markets. You, you can only sell somebody a jar of pickles, you know, about once a month, you know, no matter how good they are. Yeah. You know, so we needed something else to put on the table. And uh, so we started baking some bread, and it got bigger and bigger. And then I accidentally tore down a shed in my backyard and built a wood-fired oven. Amanda, it got out of control. But for nine years, it was fun. And when it stopped being fun, we, we couldn't say no. We were getting overwhelmed. Oh, and, wow. And, and uh, I have this other job, mm -hmm. this one. Yeah. And <laughs> so <laughs> uh, bread had to go. My career is, is uh, you know, a, a good metaphor, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they look for a, a, a career that, you know, is like an arrow shot and you have an arc and it, it comes down and, you know, you hit the mark and all right, you know, and the, the crowd cheers. And that's not me. That's not my career. My career is more kind of like a, a paper airplane that, you know, you, you fold up and maybe you adjust a couple times and you throw it and it gets up and it catches there and it drifts and it drops and, it you know, and it, it's, it's, it's a lot more friendly and inclusive because truly I could not do this without the help of my partner, the help of my friends, and the help of everyone in northern Ohio has given me the, the chance to follow this little craft yeah. And, and become a, a truly a, a troubadour. That being said, what, what advice do you have to young artists today? Don't give up. Follow your heart. These are very cliches or cliches because they're true. You know, it's, it's, it's all about uh, paying it forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, here we are. See him striding through the bar. He got a girl on every arm and three or four to spare. Yeah, and he need dress to kill from head to feet. Tavern quiets down to people staring disbelief. He got chrome plated platform, 90s his eye. Batteries in the soul, neon lights on the side. Patent leather jacket, a picture on a bag. It's Marilyn in the nude and a tattoo under that says skinny little boy. Cleveland, Ohio, come to chase your women and drink your beer. After 50 years, Bevan is still writing music and delighting fans throughout Northeast Ohio through his storytelling, his wit, and his ever-evolving take on his 1976 summer anthem, Skinny. This version he played just for Ideastream. He walks into the Ideastream wearing a $20 vest from Kohl's. Why? Because he's looking at the neon sign that says applause. At ideastream.org slash shuffle, check out a fantastic article written by shuffle producer Brittany Nader that includes photos and links. And we filmed this interview for Applause Performances, which is available to watch on the free PBS app. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. Thanks for listening. Bob, Bob, Zoo, Bob, Zoo, Bob, 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 B